Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Amber Bindle, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's go ahead and start off by taking a a moment to pause and be still and just become aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment just to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of unity, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. This is Matthew chapter 24, starting at verse 36. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be this coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to him, My master is delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and eats and drinks with drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
So this passage is obviously speaking about Jesus's second coming. He's in fact speaking, telling his disciples um, just signs and things that they're going to be looking for uh, when the the end of the age comes. So I know this topic can be a little bit difficult to wade through and should be given time to dig into and really encourage all of us to become students of what what do the end times look at uh, look like for you so um but this morning i'm going to just pull some really obvious encouragement and challenge from it i think it's you can really as you just barely read through you can see the encouragement and challenge really easily and the first thing is just the encouragement we just want to start off with the good news jesus is coming he said he's coming and guess what? We're saved. We're his children. We're the ones that are that he's speaking to that he is wanting to encourage in this. He will return. He will collect his fellow heirs to receive the inheritance that he's been working in the people of God. Full restoration, perfect judgment, all the hell we've experienced and watched people experience, it will finally be righted in his second coming. The good news is for those of us in Christ, our reward is coming. I think that that's really just, can we just start there? That even wherever you find yourself today, in your real life moment of today, you're coming to the word and you're seeking hope. Here it is. He is coming. Um, And then I think really easily uh, we can see the challenge. He says clearly, stay awake. You have been left responsible to complete the work. He, uh, just as we see this, the timing of this this passage, he's about to be sent to the cross. Um, and then shortly after, when he comes back, when he's raised to life, he commissions the disciples uh, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, so he has is going to leave them with the mission of the church, which is where you and I find ourselves. Um, I love this idea of stay awake, stay alert. Recently, my family went to Texas. We drove 18 hours uh, for a memorial service. And on our way back, we had the idea to drive all through the night. We wanted to get home earlier and kind of experience um, maybe better rest, especially for our kiddos. So Justin decides to drive all through the night. And with that journey, you realize that you're going to need to be awake. So we don't walk, you know, just go through driving through the night haphazardly. He is He's making a game plan for how am I going to stay awake? How many times am I going to stop, get a coffee, get a Red Bull, something? I need to be alert so that I keep the rest of the people in the car safe. How do I stay alert so that I can complete the mission that I've sent out to do? And it's to get us home, to get us back to Utah through the night. He didn't leave passively. He left with a plan and actually with people to keep him awake and alert and excited about, hey, it's already 2 a.m. We've just got a couple hours left till you get out of the car and you take a break again. I know that's a really simple and silly example of what this text is talking about, but to me it helps me see, again, 
um, this text is for me. He's talking to me as co-heir of what Jesus is building for us. And it is that uh, uh, we are the kingdom of God here on earth. We are representing the kingdom to come. We have been left with a task. We have been left um, to either be a faithful or unfaithful servant. God the Father is our master that he has set over his household. So really clearly we see we have been left with great purpose and uh, we want to obey. Um, so often uh, the New Testament, Paul talks uh, uses military language um, talking about what we're in. We are in and engaged in a battle. We need to be war ready. We need um, our minds to be alert to the task that we have been given. In First Thessalonians 5, it says, Let us not sleep as others do. Let us keep awake and be sober. Um, in First Peter, it says, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. In Second Peter 3, um, he says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies burned up. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for hastening the coming of the day of God. Um, so all throughout the New Testament after this, we see reminders and vision for what we are engaging in on this earth um, until the end comes. And I loved even in, in Second Peter, hastening the coming of the day. Actually, we, as we walk in faithfulness and godliness, working out the kingdom um task, which is to proclaim the good news, to make disciples. As we do that, all the more, the day is coming and drawing nearer. Um, so I pray that you see that as an encouragement, but also as a challenge. As you live this day to day, it has significant meaning for the age to come that we are hastening in.
Father, I thank you for your word that has been sent to us, that heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will not pass away. We pray in power through the Holy Spirit that this encouragement and challenge this morning would be useful for our lives, for our hands, for our minds, that we would not um, grow weary in doing good, but that you would keep our eyes open to the hope that we have, that we are sent people with good news to find um, more children who would say yes to following you, more people who are ready, waiting to hear the good news so that when the end comes, they will be caught up in glory. I thank you for the salvation that has come to our household and that it is by grace and grace alone that you have given us faith and belief. And I pray all the more that you would increase our faith and understanding of these texts that would lead us to change, that would lead us to proclaim all the more boldly the hope that you have for your people. And I pray that through our lives and by our prayers, your kingdom come.